Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. Today's episode is what's in your anxiety remedy box. Uh, I'll start off by saying I actually borrowed that term from uh, Rob Bell's podcast, the Robcast. He was talking about anxiety and um, he and his wife, Chris, and I just thought it was a great term for what I've been uh, really teaching on this podcast over the last year or so, which is how do you deal with anxiety caused especially by adrenal fatigue, which I'll talk about today. But if you just go back and listen to some of the past episodes, I talk about the five red flags of adrenal burnout, and we talk about you know what your anxiety is trying to tell you. So there's several previous episodes you can go back and check out. But I want to put this together in a neat little package right now today on what I call my remedy box or my solution box for dealing with anxiety. So if you're having anxiety right now, uh, then, then listen up. I'm going to give you some real practical things that you can take away. First of all, anxiety. That could be anything from panic attacks uh, to you know social anxiety to fear of parties to uh, feeling like you're never getting enough done, feeling like you're never measuring up. You can have this low-level kind of existential dread that I call it. That's another type of anxiety. And this is really necessary because I, I just read an interesting study that said that 80% of Americans feel more uh, anxious than they did two years ago. And primarily those anxiety points are uh, health and finances and just well-being of your family. So we have more of a fast-paced life than ever before. So what I want to take you through today is why that is. So what's happening with this anxiety and then what, what you can put in your remedy box to start changing that and start shifting yourself out of the anxious state. So as I've taught before in the past, uh, when, you have, when, you're, when you have an anxious presence or when you have a lot of anxiety, you're typically in what's called the sympathetic mode or sympathetic nervous system. Your, your unconscious nervous system, which is called the autonomic nervous system, it's the things that it, it's what beats your heart and breathes your lungs and digests your food without you thinking about it. There's two branches of that. One is called sympathetic. The other is called parasympathetic. And the sympathetic is like the gas pedal. That's what we call fight or flight. It's protection and survival. It's a stress response. Your adrenal glands get activated, which I've talked about a lot on this podcast. So when you get stuck in this sympathetic mode, not only is it burning out your adrenals, but it's also causing anxiety because you should be anxious if you're going to fight a bear in the woods. That's a good, it's a good survival instinct. But when the bear goes away, you should shift into what's called parasympathetic, which is resting, digesting, and healing. Right, that's what happens in the parasympathetic side of things. So what we want to do is give you some, some hacks or some tricks to shift your body into parasympathetic mode and away from sympathetic mode and out of that anxious um, presence that we're talking about. So that's what we're going to talk about with this remedy box. That's what I'm going to give you some solutions for. How to shift yourself from fight or flight to rest, digest, and heal. So I'll just dive right into what I look at when, when I call... When, when I start having anxiety or when I deal with anxiety, and you know my story, if you've listened to this podcast much, I had a lot of adrenal fatigue, which triggered my anxiety because it really is a cycle. And it all becomes, it, it's because of our fast-paced life, so many interruptions, so many deadlines. Um, you have to be a million places at once. There's this uh, fear of missing out. There's this fear that I'm not, wor- uh, or I'm not um, measuring up to things. There's this, I'll be happy as soon as I get X, Y, or Z. And that's just really stuffed us in this sympathetic side. So I'm going to give you some things that you can do. I'm going to give you five things that you can do to shift out of that parasympathetic or sympathetic into parasympathetic rest, digest, and heal. Okay. First thing in my remedy box, and I've used this for a long time, is the midday reset or what Christabel calls the midday power down. And I find in my life that 
I, I can get through the, the early part of the day and, you know, the stress and demands of the day. But in that middle of the day, I really need a power down. I, I really need to reset my hard drive or reset my computer so that I, I don't have all that sluggishness from the morning. So what I do in the middle of the day, and I really did this when I was dealing with adrenal fatigue a lot. This was one of, one of my first things that I, that I started doing was in the middle of the day, I would lay down and I would take a 20-minute nap. I don't nap that well, so I started doing a 20-minute guided meditation. And really all you're trying to do is focus on your breath. The reason I use guided meditation is because it was hard for me to sit down and get my brain to be quiet. It took at least 20 minutes to get my brain to be quiet. And then I had to, you know, go back about my day. So what I started listening to is these guided meditations. There's a great channel called Honest Guys. Um, they have probably a hundred different guided meditations of different times. You can, they could be 10 minutes. They could be 20 minutes. They could be an hour if you're having a hard time falling asleep. And what I love about these is they just help you focus on positivity. They help you focus on your breath or different parts of your body. And it, and it resets you and pulls you back into that parasympathetic rest, digest and heal. Uh, there's another great thing I, I've discovered recently called yoga Nidra, um, which is sleeping yoga, which is, that would be my favorite type of yoga for sure. You get to actually lay down. They take you through focusing on your breath and different parts of your body. It's a great way to relax. And what usually happens is I'll make it halfway through the guided meditation. I'll fall asleep for 10 minutes and then I'm wake up and I'm ready to go. It's an amazing reset for your body. It, it de-stresses your adrenals. It puts you into that parasympathetic mode. So that's something I recommend if you're dealing with this. You can do it at work. You can do it in your car. You can go out to your car after lunch and do it. It's just you know, 15, 20 minutes and it makes a massive, massive difference. Um, another thing that you can do... Uh, You've heard me talk about this in the past. Music that is 70 beats a minute. Music that is 70 beats a minute. There's a rhythm and it helps to set the rhythm of like your heartbeat, which is most people from 60 to 70 beats per minute. So if you go on Spotify, here's another hack. Like I listen to my music on Spotify. You can do it on YouTube as well. You can actually Google 70 beats per minute playlist and it'll give you all kinds of different songs that are 70 beats per minute. A lot of that is classical music, but there are some other songs that are 70 beats a minute that are not classical music. So if you're not a Mozart fan, that's fine. But finding music that's 70 beats a minute has been shown to shift you into parasympathetic mode, which is awesome. Uh, another thing that I recommend, number three, is expressive writing. It's a phenomenal book I've, I've referenced in the past. If you're having chronic pain especially, I recommend this book. It's called Back in Control. Um, Back in Control. I mean, I cannot remember the author as I, as I think of it. Oh, Glenn Hanscom is the, is the author, Back in Control. And he's actually a neurosurgeon. And there's all kinds of interesting stories in there of these people with chronic pain. There was really no reason for the chronic pain. In other words, like their spines weren't a mess. They didn't have massive damage to discs or anything like that. But they had this chronic pain. And he calls it a hyperadrenalized nervous system. So you get this pain pathway kind of burnt into your nervous system. So, there, so you're always in pain, even though there's no real underlying underlying tissue reason for that. So one of the main things that he recommends doing, and this is what's incredible, he would have people come to them, come to him, he, he would do surgery and he realized they didn't get better. So then he started saying, I'm going to make you do this 30 day process that I have. And if you still want surgery after 30 days, then we'll discuss it. And he said over half of the people were canceling the surgery because they didn't need it because the pain went away. I mean, how cool is that? So one of the main things in his toolbox there is called expressive writing. So what he recommends is he recommends morning and evening. Um, I do it in the morning. Um, if I remember in the evening, I'll do it, but you, you wake up, you get a piece of paper and you just write down all of your anxious thoughts instead of saying, why am I so anxious? Or this isn't right. Why do I have to feel this way? Or, you know, guilt tripping yourself. You just write down all the stuff you're anxious about. And why is this happening to me? I wish you didn't, why am I in pain all the time? Like uh, as anxious as you want to be with it. And you write, you know, write a full page. And then when you're done with it, 
you tear it up and you throw it away. These are not your issues. This is not a journal that you're going to go back to. This is not stuff stuff that you have to own. You just need to let it out. It's like it's like you know letting steam out of a pressure cooker. Um, and I, and by doing that, I've seen people in my own life and my own family make tremendous changes with chronic pain and and anxiety just by doing the expressive writing. So it's simple. All you need is a piece of paper in the morning. Write what you're anxious about, and then just tear it up when you're done. Uh, number four. So just. This is a, a super easy, simple thing that you can do during the middle of the day, and it's just breathing out longer than you breathe in. So focusing on your breath, if you're feeling anxious, just breathing out for a count of five and breathing in for a count of four, right? So you breathe in for a count of four, you breathe out for a count of eight. It doesn't matter as long as your exhale is longer than your inhale. Like, so when you're doing a meditation or when you're just focusing on your breath, that's been shown to shift you into parasympathetic mode. So you could just do that 10 breaths, you know, if you feel like you're getting anxious, if you're noticing it. 10 breaths to shift you into that parasympathetic mode, longer exhale than inhale. So super easy there. And then uh, another one that's absolutely fantastic, number five, is just taking control of your brain and your thoughts. There's a lot of research on like prayer and meditation, specifically like the rosary, which is like a repetitive prayer or the Lord's prayer, like a repetitive prayer or a repetitive mantra that you have. Um, it basically gives your monkey mind something to do. I was reading a book recently where the guy healed himself from, from skin cancer just by this. He was repeating this um, kind of mantra through his head of how he is perfect healing. Everything in his body is healing perfectly. And it's amazing what your body will do if you're, if it's driven by your mind and it's controlled by your mind in the right way. So that it's just having this feeling or this sense of abundance or the sense of allowing things rather than pushing things. And that's why I always recommend a gratitude or abundance journal every day when you wake up three things that you're grateful for. Cause when you're put in that, in that, in that, um, state of gratitude, you're already in the parasympathetic mode. So hopefully those are things that you can start doing right away that can make a difference. The midday power down through the honest guys. You can also, you know, check out yoga Nidra, on, on YouTube. You could just do yoga Nidra N I D R a 20 minutes. Um, the 70 beats per minute that I talked about, you know, a repetitive prayer, a gratitude journal, expressive writing for the adrenalized nervous system and chronic pain, and then simple breathing out longer than you breathe in. Now, what do you do if you still have, if you do all that stuff and the anxiety is still there? Well, you might have some work to do on healing your adrenals. Again, you can go back to listen to some of the previous podcasts on exactly what to do about that. Um, but really there's, there's just, Two other things that I want to tell you, if you're still dealing with anxiety after you've used the things in your remedy box, number one is you're not your anxiety. Like your thoughts are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. So it's, it's about not getting carried away with your thoughts. So there's a great, um, counseling, uh, theory called the acceptance and commitment theory or, or acceptance and commitment therapy. And what they, they call it is defusion. Don't get fused to your thoughts. Don't get taken away by your thoughts. Realize that you're the thinker of your thoughts and you can be separate than them. So when anxiety comes up, you can just look at it and go, huh, oh, there's some anxiety rather than, oh, why am I so anxious all the time? And when you just start separating yourself from your thoughts and your feelings and you become an observer of them rather than a full participant in them, something changes dramatically. And then the second thing, if it's still going on, I would look at, you know, answer this question is what you're doing right now sustainable. And is, is this how you want to live now? If you've heard of this podcast before, I talk about the dream 2.0. And when I was really dealing with a lot of anxiety and adrenal fatigue, it was because what I was doing wasn't sustainable. The way I had lived the first 40 years of my life wasn't going to work for me in the second 40 years of my life. And I just started sitting down and say, okay, what's my dream 2.0? 
what's the dream 2.0? Like I had this dream 1.0 and it got me to here and I'm thankful for it. And I'm looking at, you know, all the things that happened and I'm grateful for that. But what's my dream 2.0? And for me, the dream 2.0 became about allowing rather than pushing. Like I'm going to allow things to happen in my life rather than push to make them happen. And that's really the key. So think about your own dream 2.0. I did an entire podcast on that if you want to check it out. Um, but those two things, if you just realize you're not your anxiety, you are not your thoughts, you're the thinker of your thoughts, you observe them. And then number two is, is saying, okay, what is my body trying to tell me? Because I firmly believe that life ha- is happening for you. It's not happening to you. So you're not a victim of this. It's trying to tell you something. And if you just listen to it, it can change your life. So simple as that. Uh, take two or three of those, those five things in the remedy box, start making those things happen. And, and again, if you're, and if it, you're still dealing with a lot of anxiety, then you just got to ask the question, what is my body or what is life trying to tell me right now? And if you do that, I promise it'll make a phenomenal change. So until I talk to you next time, get after that remedy box.